Welcome to the Everything ECE podcast. I'm your host, Carla Ward, and joining me today is Danny Rosenthal, president of United Nanny. Now, I know what you might be thinking is that this is a podcast for early childhood educators, but nannies spend so much time with children in their early years, and we have so much in common that we can contribute to the lives of children. So welcome to the show, Danny. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate, you know, me getting to talk to your listeners. Hey, listeners, what's up? I am so excited for us to connect. But before we dive into our topic today, tell us a little bit about yourself and about United Nanny. Oh my gosh, well, I could I could talk about myself all day. I mean, I did this thing a long time ago where like in writing my resume to apply for like families, I kind of figured out like the secret to like a, an amazing resume is you write it until you're like, wow, I am the coolest person on the planet and I can't wait to be best friends with myself. And ever since I wrote this thing, like, I don't know, like seven years ago or something, I'm like, man, I'm awesome. Like I've never come down from the high of me being able to put down all the things that I like about myself on paper that also like make it that families want to work with me. But I'll tell you something real about myself. Okay. So I own United Nanny Agency. It's a placement agency for families that are, you know, looking for nannies. Uh, I guess kind of what makes us unique in that is like, I think it's very important to, uh, to ask nannies when I'm interviewing them, like, what is it that you're looking for in a position? Which sounds like a crazy thing that maybe most people don't ask them that. But I'm like, what's your dream position? Let's like find you a job that like you think is going to be incredible and make that like match like really, really solid. Yeah, I can talk about myself in other ways, but like before this, let, let me say this. Before I had the nanny agency, I was a musician for many years and I loved doing that until I didn't, thus why I became a nanny. But, you know, I had lobster tacos with Kenny Loggins once and that was awesome. Yeah, so that's like a weird thing, but now people know it. So now we all, we're all friends here now. There you go. And I have to know, because you're like, I was a musician and now I'm a nanny. That is not a linear transition in my opinion. So what is it or what was it about nannying that was so appealing? Like what drew you to the profession? That's a great question. So I always loved working with children. So even when I was a professional musician, like I would carve out time that I could like somehow work with children. So I'd work like at the park district sometimes very extremely limited because I was like on tour, like all over the place all the time. But they'd be like, Danny, just come in whenever like you can, like we'd love to have you here. And so like, I always really enjoyed working with kids. And when I didn't want to like tour or write music anymore, I was like, I think I could just become a nanny. And the exact, like a one week from me not being in my band, I was working full time for a family as their nanny with no official nanny experience. Yeah, like I just freaking loved it. That is incredible. I I mean, it's like it was a calling and that is amazing. Yeah, and like in doing this, and this is probably like what your listeners probably like mostly like understand is like there's so much room in like early childhood for it to be like done better and for things to be like, there's all these things that people should know at the beginning, but it takes them years to figure out and things like that. And that's exactly what I figured out with like nannying. I was like, wow, everybody has to figure this out from square zero. And, and that's 
ridiculous because like there's a zillion nannies out there and there people have had nannies forever and all of these things but there's really not that many resources to like become an amazing nanny here here's a here's a quick story i feel like i'm talking a lot at like lightning speed but i feel like this is important to say that first week in between me come becoming a nanny right so like i was hired and then it was like two days before i started i was like I was gonna watch a two-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. And I was like, how do I go to the bathroom when I'm watching these kids? Which seems like, yeah, like every, like this is a thing that you should know, right? But I didn't know it. So, you know, whenever like working in other ways with children, there's always like coverage from some other adult, but not when you're a nanny, not when you're in someone's home and you're the only one watching them. So I was like, how do I do this? Uh, so I looked on the internet. There was no, nothing there. Then I looked like on Instagram. I was like, maybe there's like information there. There's nothing there. So then I went to bookstores and the library to find books written about nannying. And there was nothing there. And I found one book written by, I don't know what her name is, but she's like the super nanny. And, and I was like, great. And, but it was about parenting. So I was like, well, this doesn't help either. And I was like, but I, I get it. Parenting is probably a way better market than, you know, nanny. So in my first year as a nanny, knowing that there's like this giant gap in like how to be a good nanny, I took all that information, you know, and I wrote a book called Nanny ABCs, The Sitter's Handbook. And like, it's everything that like I learned in like my first year of nannying that like, you should just get that information up front. And it's awesome because sometimes people that have bought the book will send me emails of them reading it and highlighting it. This, there was like one girl that was like, I read like, you know, a chapter of it a night. And she had like notes in the sides of it and stuff like this. And I'm like, that is awesome. That like, she finds it so valuable, but like, it's not just like her, like there's all these people that like buy it. And now that I've said buy it, I'm like, now it sounds like such a, like a, a business, but it's not, it's really just like about information, but it's cool that people, you know, use it, find it actually valuable. And I feel like, yeah, I'm doing something, Danny. Pat on the back. That is awesome. Two major questions. Yeah. Number one, no, number one's a comment. Basically saying, and I think everybody should do this, myself included, is you saw a gap, you found the solution. Because you know that questions like that, you're not the first person to come up with that question, but you can be the first person to find the answer. And putting out information like that is so huge because otherwise we're all walking around wondering. And that leads to the second question. What do you do when you need to go to the bathroom? Oh, fantastic question. So basically I wrote it down in the book. That's like the key of the book, right? But like, you don't have to buy the book to know. Anyone could just email me at any point. I'm going to put it out there. Danny at unitednanny.org. You just talk to me. Like I'm a real dude and like I've got answers for things. You know, nobody should have to go through all this, these early childhood things, struggles by themselves. Like people have questions. There's amazing resources out there. Like it's crazy. But the way to do it is I would like take them like with me. So like at home is different. I'm going to explain how I do it. Like when I was like out in like the wild of like, we traveled the world. And so like, like in Italy and like some like random restaurant. And so I'd take them all with me. And then I would, because it was like the two of them, I'd have them like have a conversation while I went to the bathroom, you know? So they were like behind me and like I was going to the bathroom and they were like having a conversation. And then we'd like kind of 
exchange turns of like having the conversation. But I, you know, you have to like bring them with you all the time, basically. I mean, like probably not like in the home. I, you know, if anybody like asked me, like, I don't know, I have to read the book to like really know. But if anybody wants to know, I'll just, I'll, I'll email that snippet of the book to anybody that wants to know. Awesome. I haven't had to reference it in a long time. (laughs) Well, because now it's just natural, but it's true though, because it is a really good question to have answered because my last teaching position was actually at a private school that really wanted an early childhood educator as their kindergarten teacher. So that was me. And we only had two children my first year. Okay. So it was me and these two children. Well, it's really hard to run a play-based program with only two children. We did it, but one of them had um, a very serious brain injury and the other child was typically developing. So even in terms of social, they were on different levels. So what we would do is I had permission from the school. It was to go out into the community. So we would go to what's called early on programs. We'd go to the mall just to, you know, socialize, meet other children, all that jazz. But totally something that I ran into when I was by myself. And our solution was for me to bring another adult (laughs) because I was like, I don't know what to do because I did it once where literally I had (laughs) two of them stand against like I had the stall door closed and I had them push their bodies against the stall door so I could see their little feet totally but like that's not very helpful if something actually happens yeah totally well I mean you know in any direction of all that stuff there's it's it's a very scary like you want it over as fast as possible Mm -hmm. like you it's like the weirdest you can't defend anything like you, what is going to happen in those moments so yeah it's it's just a, it's a tricky thing that there should have been more answers to There's not- that's exactly it. i can't believe there wasn't any answers right and then one of the main things that i really want to know because i'm sure we do certain things similarly being you know from a center versus being in the family's home but how do you build a relationship with the families you work with especially because you're not doing a drop off and pick up like they're, you're coming, they're going to work for the day. So how do you build a connection and trust when you're in people's homes day in and day out? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think it's kind of like dating to a certain extent. Like you want to show an interest in their lives and mm-hmm. you want to like learn as much as you can about them. So like any nanny should always like the first thing they do, like when they come into the house and they see people, they should be like, is there anything different I need to know about today? there's so many times it's like you know you knew that there's this thing on the calendar uh but you never shared that with like your nanny and so like you know this has to happen today but i forgot to share this with you or it's like i didn't remember that this was coming up either but i got the email reminder that we have this today at two o'clock like could you manage that and it's just like that's a good way to just always be able to like have that conversation even if you have one minute with you know, the parents, they're running out the door. You just be like, hey, is there anything I need to know about today? And they've just been like, no, like, no, as they're running away from you. But like, it's all about just like asking questions, ask as many questions, whatever question they have, they absolutely just need to ask it. I think a lot of people in probably in like every industry feels like when they ask a question, it makes them look a little bit dumb. And I think it's the complete opposite. It absolutely is like in nannying where you know, it shows that you actually really care. And all those questions 
Well, let's say worst case scenario, someone was like, that's a stupid question. Why did you ask that? But they, hopefully they keep that up in their noggin and they don't <laughs> say that out loud. But let's say they did like actually think it was stupid. I mean, like over time, you're asking all these questions. It's really appreciated. After a year and it's like your yearly review, like a family's going to remember that like you cared about all of that stuff. And there's a zillion questions to ask all the time because no family is the same. You know, I'm always saying like how in everyone's kitchen, like we all have like a utensil drawer and it's like, we all have like, well, sometimes people have like random like things and like I have straws in mine, like that's where I keep my straws and I have my meat thermometer is in there. But like, even if your meat thermometer is in yours too, like you're going to place it in a different place than mine. And it's like, everybody's drawer is totally different, even though we think it's the same because it holds like the same stuff, like forks, knives, and spoons. It's like, that's a microcosm of everybody's house. You think it's the same. There's people in it. You all have beds. You know, you need to do the laundry. But like, how do you like doing the laundry? When nannying, I'll separate people's clothes. I'll never, ever separate clothes in my own house. I'm just like, throw it all in, put it on cold. It's got it. But like, if that's like how a family does things, like you want to know, like you just want to like, build off of everything they do. And hopefully you find that connection in the very first part when you meet them. Like if you're not like finding connection, it's not a great fit, probably. I guess I had kind of have like a different viewpoint on this stuff. Like you could really go in and be like, take it like a corporate job and be like, these are the tasks. And you can totally nail it that way. I know there's plenty of nannies that do that. Sometimes there's households that are like, that's kind of like, like I talked to a nanny yesterday and interviewing her for my agency to place her with a family and she came off of working with a family that had 50 employees at their house 50 so like it had to run like a business so you didn't have this way that like 99 percent of nannies work you know there's this other variation and you can do it at any level any family can run their house however they want but like i think there should be a good connection like if you feel like you're on the same wavelength as a person kind of like you and me like we like talking to each other yeah like, like we felt that connection everybody i think should really look for that in a job like there's plenty of families there's plenty of nannies like we'll wait for you till you find the one it's a good connection and i guess just on that so i don't forget because i think it's really important if you find a nanny, like if you're a family and you're looking for a nanny and you find one that like doesn't have a lot of experience but you like have like a connection with them, like, and they're eager and they want to learn and they want to know more about your family. And they have enough experience where like, it seems like it makes sense. It's not like they have like zero, maybe they've just been a teacher and they've never been a nanny. You should take the person that you have that connection with. And that's eager to learn way over the person that's done it for like 10 years and like kind of has their own way of doing it. You're going to get so much more out of that person with like the connection. So 100%. And so like, I just think that's so important for like people to remember, especially because a lot of people find nanny on their own and that's, you know, which it's totally fine. But I think sometimes it can like really ruin the experience because you're jumping into like the deep end of something like that you don't totally know about. And it's like, you're working with people and it's hard to interview people and it's hard to do all of these things and run a background check and call for references. You know, that's always awkward. Even for me, it's awkward to like, be like, Hey, Let's have a, I don't know you. Let's talk about this person we both know now, but like from different points of view and like for only about 10 minutes, I'm never going to talk to you again. Like it's a weird way to have a conversation. It is. Trying to learn why this person's amazing. So it's a weird thing. 
It, that's so true. And I agree 1000% with the connection because it's important for the family to connect. And if the parents don't connect, then the communication is going to suffer. And at the end of the day, we're all here for the child. And the last thing we want is for the child to suffer because we as the adults can't have that connection. Yeah. I mean, like, it's great when a family knows exactly what, like, sometimes there's, I mean, there's obviously families that have, like, executives that are the parents. Like, one of them might be, like, an executive, and they know how to do all this stuff, and they understand their house, and they know how to have an employee, and that's awesome. And sometimes that's not the case at all, but this family still needs childcare and all of that stuff, and it should be amazing. And I think a nanny, just, like, exactly like teachers and everybody in our industry, they have a lot of they you can be the captain and you can like bring the parents along on the journey like you don't have to be like telling them what to do but you can like lead them of being like hey you know uh some you know families usually give nannies these days off these holidays off do i still have do i have those days off like i'm looking for that you know or like whatever like you can kind of like bring the family and teach them like what it is they need to know to get on that same page and like form that connection. It's all again, like that just showing an interest. It sounds like really dumbed down, but it's in every piece showing an interest, caring, trying to bring these people along. And like, they're going to, you're going to do that thing. I don't know if you probably have, I feel like most people have like met like a celebrity and you want to talk to this celebrity, but all you end up actually doing is talking about yourself to this celebrity this celebrity does not care. And I know this because I was in a band for a long time and I and there was I had fans and always people didn't want to know about me. They always wanted to tell me about themselves, which was fun. And I got to learn a lot about people that I've never, ever met again. But like, it's that type of thing is like, if you're really good at this, like a family's going to talk to you all the time and tell you everything. And they're, you know, maybe they'll be polite enough to remember to be like, and how is your weekend? But maybe not like, and that's how you know that you're killing it. Cause like this family just wants to tell you everything. And that means like they really did form like a connection with you. They feel comfortable telling you everything. And like, that's awesome. Yeah. And I also think like when it is because that connection, and I mean, I'm a huge promoter, that connection is so, so important. And I also think that parents need the guidance because sometimes not all of them, but sometimes they do think very businesslike. And I can even speak for myself. They think I need somebody five days a week. I need coverage from this time to this time. Like I think about even when I was enrolling parents in childcare, they're thinking I need Monday to Friday care. Do you have before and after school? And uh, what time do the children eat lunch? All good questions. But when it comes to the social emotional development of the child, that's actually not the part that's most important. The part that's most important is do we connect with the teacher? Do the children get to socialize with other children? How much playtime do they get? And some parents are great at asking those questions, but sometimes parents need us to nicely answer the question without shaming them for not thinking about it, right? Yeah. Because they don't know what they don't know. Totally. And it's like, you know, you can, some people are really good at interviewing and like they might be the right choice for your family because like you have this connection with them, but like you got to make sure that like the kids also have that connection. So it's that thing again of knowing like, where is your role in it? I remember a family was telling me that they hired their one nanny because kid just like immediately formed this bond with them. And they were like, well, it doesn't matter what we think about you. 
you're obviously they love you so there that's it that just goes from there yeah it's just like it's really important to put the emphasis in the right places 100% and would you say that there are certain questions that you encourage nannies to ask families to kind of kickstart that connection like when they're first talking about whether or not it's a good fit oh yeah absolutely so there's absolutely every and for any interview everywhere ever period you should always ask questions if you're if even if you're the interviewee right like you should have questions for this place you know it doesn't have to be big things it could just be like hey do you guys give to charities like you know i'm thinking i'm I'm trying to think of like what is like what do you ask in a corporate job which i've never had I was going to say, I don't know. I've never worked in corporate. (laughs) Exactly. But like, so like you should ask tons of questions. I guess one great question would be, you know, have you had a nanny before? That's going to tell you a lot of information right there. And then you can be like, what is it that you really liked about them? What is it that they needed support uh, on? You know, all of that type of stuff. I actually give a list to families. It's, It's two lists in one one document but it's list that parents should ask nannies and then it's the second page is questions that nannies should ask parents and i give it both to both parents and nannies because guess what you should know no matter what side you're on what the other person's going to ask you you should have answers prepared they're going to ask you these standard questions i give the guide just so like people kind of have like a rough understanding of things that you should ask probably 100 percent of the time no matter what And then there's going to be things that like really are particular to your family, but they should, you know, you should always kind of like be aware. I just like know that it's like, oh, there's standard questions that a nanny is always going to ask a family. Families, you should be prepared. Here's the questions that they're going to ask you that this nanny is going to ask. And and nannies, you also need to like be totally prepared to like answer all the questions that these families are going to ask you. So I give both sides questions so they can like actually like kind of just like really get on the same page. It's really similar with contracts. I think every family and nanny should have a contract. I live in Chicago. In Chicago, it's the law. You need to have a contract with your nanny. You know, I tell nannies and families this, I'm like, you know, it really doesn't have to feel scary that like you're having a contract. Like I get it, like employing someone, this sounds scary. You feel like you're on the grid now, but nobody's suing anybody. You know, like if things don't work out, you're just gonna like part ways. It's going to be fine. A contract is really just to get on the same page. So you guys both know what you're agreeing to. You know, this is how many hours you're going to work. This is how much I'm going to get paid. All of these things, like it's really just to get on the same page. Hopefully it never goes to a extreme law thing, but I've never heard of it. And I guess, honestly, if I'm being amazingly honest, uh, a family is not going to sue a nanny. They're going to sue their, the agency that they got them from. So you know, that's on me, folks. Like, that's not on, you know, you, nannies, you don't have to worry about it. And families, hopefully you're getting enough guidance from the agencies that you're working with that, you know, you don't get a nanny that's not a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's the same with going for a center, right? We have home child cares, but I know that, I don't know about here in Ontario, but I know in Alberta, there are home child care agencies because just as the educator as the nanny having that extra person or that agency backing you up is so key because you don't always know what you're walking into whether the child's coming to you or you're going to the child it's 
you don't always have answers. So having that agency will always help with the support. When can I go to the bathroom, right? Knowing answers to those questions is so crucial. And if you don't have them, ask them, right? Yeah. And you should feel comfortable to like, be like, this is not the only game in town. You should wait till you find the human connection that you like with no matter what business you're working for or like looking into, you know, like I, I guess I don't know if you guys have this Comcast. Our internet provider is Comcast. So, but it's like, I kind of like them because like I can always get them on the phone. And I guess I also developed the system. This is like a telemarketer type hack. All right. So like, <laughs> when like you're like getting, you're renewing your contract for the next year, you know, usually it's automated. So you don't have to call, but I always call and you always call because maybe you get a better deal. Right. Mm. And then you're like, well, I need to talk to your manager, right? Because it's not going your direction, whatever it is that you're asking. And then eventually, you know, they either give you what you want or you say, okay. And then you hang up the phone and then you call again and you start the process over until you get exactly what you're looking for. That's how I deal with those situations. But I like the human connection part of this. Like I can talk to people. Uh, not always. I'm like, not like the most outgoing person, but I, I, I could talk, you know, I talk. I am an extrovert through and through. There is no question about that. And I love to talk, but the thought of calling my internet provider for questions more than once is like the least appealing thing for me. If it can be done online, I'll do it online and I'll pay the extra 10 bucks a month. But honestly, maybe you're onto something because (laughs) I just have no interest I'm telling you, you should give it a call. You should give it a try. I put it in my calendar. This is when this contract gets renewed, you know, with like the, I use XM radio again. I don't know if you have that, but it's satellites, right? So like they should have, it should be everywhere. So like I have that in there too, of like, oh, that's renews tomorrow. Like I'm going to call them and see if I can get a better deal again or whatever, or at least the same deal. I've gotten probably the best deal that these companies will give me. So I just try to get the the, the same deal over and over again. Oh my gosh, you're so good. All right, well, maybe I'll make that my Monday goal. And ECEs, you all know what we make. Maybe we should all make a pact to start trying a little bit more on being more frugal because honestly, we could all save a pretty penny for sure. You know, this is like a thing that I learned from like a family. I worked for a very rich family and they would buy things like from the dollar store, right? Because like you should, right? And they would return things to the dollar store. Now, I think most people go, that's not worth it. These people were very rich and they thought it's definitely worth it to get our dollar back. And I, I have like taken that like, so to heart, uh, it's like, oh, like if this is, this product's not working for you the way you thought it would, and you can return it, like you shouldn't keep it. Like, don't just keep this thing that you don't want, get your money back, put that money towards something that you do want. Even if that's just like, you know, very little money and you have the time for it, you know, you might go like the time is money thing and I don't have time for it, but you probably do. You probably do every once in a while have enough time to just return this, you know. I don't know. I feel like it's important. You know what? The value of a dollar when we respect it is huge. And when you don't make a lot hourly, it's even more important. So having that reminder is crucial. I weigh it against, is it worth the gas? Am I going to spend more than a dollar to get to go back and return it? Because if the answer is yes, then I will keep the thing from the dollar store. That's doing the math. And that's also very valuable. Yeah. And this wasn't always like things from the dollar store. Usually it was not. (laughs) Even the dollar store had that respect. You know, we had that same respect for the dollar store. 
Yeah. Uh, well, a dollar's still a dollar, right? It, it is still a dollar. And it's like, what is that going to get you? Like, you need a couple dollars to get you anything these days. Yeah. But think about how much it means when you get a $1 increase in your pay. Exactly. Right? It's That's big. worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now so something. Yeah. See, yeah. moved it around and made it more eager for people to go, yeah, you know what? That dollar is valuable. I want it. Well, we're currently fighting the good fight over here for some more dollars on our hourly wage for ECEs. So that is front and center of mind. How else do you build relationships or how else do you support your nannies in building relationships with their family? So yeah, you want the connection, but I mean, nannies hopefully are with the kids for years, right? You hope that they're going to be with the kids like through their primal, they're not primal. They're let's just say through their most crucial years, their primary school years. There you go. I don't know why my I got it. I was like, if I put this out there and this is not what she's thinking of, this is a big miss for me. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's what it is. So we're hoping that, you know, nannies would stay with students throughout or children throughout their primary years. So how do you make sure that that relationship, you know, as nannies grow, as people get more comfortable, as families change and families grow, how do you make sure that, you know, the nannies with your agency are keeping up their relationship and connections? Oh, that's great. You know, we talked about how it's like, you know, show an interest. And that's going to be the 50% of it. The other side of it is going to be sharing like what you need to thrive. Just like at any job, uh, like if you're not getting the support that you need, like you need to speak up because it's probably, it's probably not that that person doesn't want to give you that support. It's probably that they don't know. There's so many things that like, uh, so I worked for a family. Quick story. Hopefully, I worked for a family. The mother was a lawyer. The dad was a doctor. The mom made our ironclad contract. In that contract, it said on Mondays, I work till 9 p.m. Tuesdays, I work till 7 p.m. Wednesdays, again, I work till 9 p.m. And Thursdays, I work till 7 p.m. And then I never worked on Friday, Saturdays. And so it would be time for me to go. It would be 7 p.m. on a Tuesday. And it feels awkward to just leave, right? You can't just do that. Just got to make sure someone's watching the kids. So you have to like say goodbye or something, right? But most names are too, are too like intimidated to be like, I'm out of here, which it's hard to do. Like, you know, these people. So you probably wait around. Uh, and so like, I would like kind of like wait around, make sure like everybody's like stopping what they're doing and like can now like prioritize the kids a little bit. And so this was like happening. So like I told mom, I was like, hey, like I'm supposed to leave like Mondays at like nine, Tuesdays at seven, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I never know like when you're supposed to leave. Now, I thought that was crazy at first because I was like, she wrote this contract. She knows this inside and out, but she didn't. And it's like, that's not like a terrible thing on her. That was just like, she didn't, it wasn't top of mind. So it was like very top of mind for me. And I assumed that she always knew but like she didn't, she wrote that contract and then she forgot about it because she added up all the things that she needs and what time she needs it and that was done. So like I needed that kind of like support there, you know, for lack of like a better word, but like just like that transparency, like I'm to do a good job here. Like I wanted to leave on time to like, like my job. And she was just like, oh, you should absolutely leave. Sometimes you're gonna have to remind me, Danny. And I'm like all there for it. And it's like, great, oh my gosh. But that was like such a like, so much like stress and anxiety came from like that type of thing you know nobody wants to leave late because you're like now nah, i'm not getting paid for this like but i'm still here like and that sucks 
So it's like all of those things, you just have to say like what it is that you need to thrive in your position. So as soon as you figure out that there's something that's like lacking or like where you need more help or like where there's like something that's maybe sometimes it's just something's giving you a lot of stress and you don't have a solution for it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't speak up about it. Obviously, if you have a solution and be like, hey, this thing is really hard. I've thought about it. We can maybe do this and that'll change things. But even if you don't have that solution and this something is stressing you out, maybe there's something somebody else could do for you. Maybe they could go, oh, you know what? Let's just take that off your plate entirely. Or they could go, oh, I can absolutely give you some assistance in that. Or, you know, there is this other way to do this. Or there's this other person that actually really likes doing that stuff. But, I, you know, they're also good at this other thing. So I usually have them do this other thing. But I can have them do it. You'll learn how to do this new thing. Like, there's so many ways for you to, like, get what you need out of your position and love it. And, like, you just absolutely need to speak up. And you can do that by, like, starting really small. I suggest this exact thing to nannies. I say, when you are at a restaurant and a waiter or waitress asks you a question about something, or, like, you should ask them a question about something, you know, like, but, like, you should hold this conversation with that has very low stakes on it. You should, like, be, you know, you should ask for something. You should be like, you know, can I get the fruit instead of the fries, you know, or whatever it is, right? Just start operating where you're like, it's like, oh, now I freaking got the fruit, which is what I wanted. Maybe they don't have that on the menu. I don't know. But like, go out there a little bit of like your comfort zone in those things. And you'll build up this confidence that's kind of like, oh, now I do this all the time. And it's no big pressure to ask for something that helps me thrive. All of these big deal situations are really not that big of a deal, or they shouldn't be. You know, you just need to talk it through and just ask for help. There's so many times that, you know, I would look at like, what is it? A... I'll give you another story. I worked for a family. There was two nannies. I was one of two nannies. And one of them had been there for like years and years. And so this family, they would create a tsunami of dishes. I don't know how they would do it. They had a really big kitchen, but dishes would, could, would just pile everywhere. And so it was part of our jobs to wash the dishes. So you would do that in the morning before the kids woke up, stuff like this. But there was so many. Sometimes you'd come in feeling amazing and then you'd see the dishes and then you would feel the most dread that you ever feel. And I'm sure people can think like, what is that thing that like happens when I'm at work and makes me feel terrible? That's that thing. So I went over to the mom and I was like, hey, I was in a very bad place right at that moment. You know, I was like dreading this. And I was like, hey, I just need to know, and these are the exact words I used. I said, I just need to know if I'm the family dishwasher because I have to, I didn't say this part then, but I was like, I was like, I'm capable of doing it. I just need to know so I can like get that in my head that like that I'm officially the dishwasher for this family and then I can do it. I was like, I just need to know. And she was like, Danny, you're the nanny. You're here to help with the kids. If you don't want to do the dishes, don't even do them. And like, amazingly it took off all of this stress and like i still did the dishes it, there was like much more of like an understanding like maybe we should not not make this a crazy mess for danny to clean up like there was like more to it than that and i always felt like at any moment i don't want to do this I'm not freaking doing it but i told that to the other nanny that had been with this family for years and she was like what the f i've been doing this for years and all it took for you was like one two weeks of you working here for you to like 
say this to the parent and then that parent to just help you thrive in this position. That nanny was like, felt so dumb at that moment because it was one simple conversation. It was like, hey, this was really hard for me to get around. Is there something we can do about this? You know, and like that just it goes to show like like it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that big of a deal. You can add, actually I'll say this on top of that. If you have to have a conversation with someone that's going to be tricky, you, you should just use these words. And I tell every nanny to do this too. I say, do you have time to connect later? Easy to say, zero pressure in saying it and zero pressure in hearing it. You don't feel like your stomach's about to drop out when someone says, do you have time to connect later? You'd be like, yeah. Or you'd be like, not today or whatever it is. But it could be a big problem or it could be a small problem. And either way, like it sets it up for like, let's have a pleasant conversation about whatever this is. And it never feels scary. And I use it forever. Any of my friends that like own businesses and stuff like that too, they've all taken that. Everything on my website says like connect. We never say like meeting or one-on-one -on -one or I don't know, anything like that. I always use the word connect because I just feel like it's stress-free. It's easy to click and do. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I do the same because I talk to parents at the end of our tutoring sessions and I'm like, well, let's just connect at the end of the call. Yes. And that's exactly it. That's all we're connecting because even if I wanted to have a serious conversation, it would still be the hamburger effect. Good. Not so great. Good. So it is a full connection. So absolutely great advice for anybody working in any industry. Having that connection is the perfect way to well, connect with parents or families or whoever you're working with. Yeah. But Danny, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, especially the connection part. And tell me, tell our listeners, how can people connect with you further? Yeah, absolutely. People should go and visit the website, www.unitednanny.org. You don't even need to like use me as an agency. Like if you're thinking about nannies at all, like it's a really great place to like just grab some of our free downloads. Like you can just hit at the bottom of my email list, you know, when like, so like you can unsubscribe. I'm like, I use this like thing that's like, and I think it's kitschy and that's why I'm saying it. It was like, we hate spam canned and emailed. Uh, you know, you can take our freebies and run, like, just like do it. Like, we don't care. Like you, you gotta do you. Right. So I'm happy to give anybody as much information as I have. Like, it's not a, uh, like I have all the secrets and you can only have them if you pay for them. Like I like having conversations with people. I like making sure that people get amazing childcare and I don't care like how they get it. I think they definitely deserve having amazing childcare. So you could go to that website, but you can also just go straight to me, Danny at unitednanny.org and like send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. www.unitednanny.org and danny at unitednanny.org. I'm super happy to talk to you anytime. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. You are an absolute riot always. I love connecting with you. And you I'm sure this will be the not, not the last time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me.